You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is for the passionate Seahawks fans. The ones who care about scheme more than hot takes. The, the, the ones who want X's and O's and not talking heads from the eye of the sky. This is Seattle Overload. Seattle Overload. With your hosts, Matty F. Brown, Griffin Sturgeon, and Ty Dane Gonzalez. Let's go. Welcome to the Seattle Overload podcast, where sadly, your Seattle Seahawks were unable to stay undefeated for winning season against the Green Bay Packers. Yes, they've lost 19-15 to in Lambeau Field, but... Some football was played. We are here to live react to that. Uh, Pete Carroll also gave some interesting press conference quotes. But but before we get to the major news that the head coach divulged, Griff, how are you with that defeat? Are you are you uh, are you tweeting sell the team and uh, fire everyone? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm good. I mean, I th- I don't know. I, I we've seen enough of what. We need to see from the players that I hate to say the word matter, but the ones that matter, at least translating toward toward the regular season. I I sit here before you a satisfied customer. Oh, you paid money for that, huh? In a roundabout way, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Drew Locke looked. I mean, he's he can do play action. You know, his arm applies in that context. Yeah, he's he's Jared Goff. Uh, no, he's not Jared Goff. Well, he could do play action. Yeah, but Goff can also do drop back, just not well. Well, <laughs> I mean, no, he can do it well, but it's 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 comp- Goff is such a complicated conversation. Yeah, Drew Locke is is like um, he's like if Brock Purdy was more talented, bigger, ah, uh, yes. more Chad, right, right, yeah, yeah. more, more Chad energy. No, he's he's, yeah. more, he's more, got he's more got Drew energy. energy. Yeah. More Drew. Yep. Yeah. Ty, are you as positive as Griff is? <laughs> oh, oh, we've he, got a mic. Ty has chosen a bad moment to mute in the chat. Brilliant. You well, know, my overall takeaway was that issues. this was a sad, sad end for uh, the, the preseason, but we shouldn't overreact. Uh, I, I, it's funny All that right, I'm having back. to say this, but uh, Twitter was ablaze. Twitter was ablaze with some some crazy reactions to this game. Uh, yeah, Maddie, this was a disgrace. This was a disgrace. <laughs> Those Seahawks are screwed. They're done. It's over. Right. So obviously Ty needs to remember, like the other people, that as, as Griff pointed out, most of these guys aren't going to make the team. Uh, Pete Carroll did say that, you know, that they get 69 guys who come back to them after these cuts with the practice nice. squad too. And he wants most of them to stick around. He likes what they're hit building here. So, you know, mm. also consider that. But it was third stringers versus uh, third stringers for like all of the second half. 
Uh, Seattle didn't play any first-team players, really. Um, they they were very much second string, and we got a cool moment to start the game where it was Green Bay's first string versus Seattle's second string, which was uh, actually quite positive for the Seahawks. Like, they kind of held mm-hmm. their own. But, but Ty, uh, joking aside, uh, you know, what did you think of that? Uh, yeah, I was actually very impressed with how the uh, the defense, the number two defense, held up against the uh, the Packers' number one offense. I thought that was a, a major win for them overall today. I think that was a great takeaway. Um, um, uh, Teoscar Hernandez just did a grand slam. <laughs> did he really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. One plus four, uh, five. The Mariners have five runs now. Okay, so sorry, go we're, we're 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 a Seahawk pod. We're a Seahawk pod. We got to stay on task yeah. here. Yeah. Go Ems, go Ems. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I thought uh, Drew had a really interesting day. Uh, the the last drive, the last scoring drive that they had. I mean, we got to see. I mean, pretty much what what Drew has to offer. The good of of Drew Lock, but overall, I thought he had kind of a shaky day. Uh, thought the line, the offensive line, kind of had a shaky day as well. But you know, especially early on in the game, you got your number two line going up against guys like Kenny Clark. I mean, that went about as expected um yeah. yeah i you know it was it was preseason ball it was preseason ball at the end of the day it was it was mm-hmm. fine there's there's some individual performances that i think we'll talk about uh that were you know impressive but other than that you know it's the mm-hmm. finale <laughs> let's get yeah. to the regular season <laughs> let's play some indeed. real football indeed indeed if i just use numbers to kind of sum it up before we get into carol's uh quotes from his press conference I was thinking, you know, the run defense, it looks shaky at times, but, you know, overall, if you remove the quarterback runs, and okay, there were some short yardage carries for Green Bay, but overall, they held Green Bay to 3.6 yards per carry, which is respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, then, mm-hmm. well, man, I must be slightly lower, but under four is pretty solid. Yeah, from too uh, high, and, you know. And they've done that for the, the most of the pre, well, all of the preseason. It's been that kind of number, so. Mm-hmm. Fine. Uh, then the time of possession stats is very much skewed in Green Bay's favor. And okay, there was some silly stuff that the defense did, like Joey Blunt uh, doing a discount double check on, to the Green Bay sideline, which was amusing. But which I don't have... understand. Uh, I mean, that's a pro Packers sentiment in the year 2023. <laughs> You're mocking Rodgers, which is inherently pro love and pro. Uh, Goody right. and Pro Lafleur. Yeah, Joey Blunt is a Jordan yeah. Love stand. Right. Yeah, what's the right. big deal? Right, right, absolutely. And and I'm sure if maybe Pete Carroll had argued that way, you know, that that would have saved Joey Blunt and the second string defense would have held held out, shut out the first string Packers offense, and we'd have been feeling amazing about them. Mm-hmm. Yo, Pete was fired was, up today. Pete yeah, was fired Pete was. Up today. Pete was like going, especially in the, that first half. Pete was just like he looked angry and upset. Yeah. Every every time they cut to him, he was like screaming at the ref, or you know, he looked pissed. Yeah, he's competing today. Yeah, he he was given he was given his all for the uh, you know for the bottom of the roster guys. You know, I mean that that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. But on the time of possession, Green Bay thirty seven minutes twenty four seconds with the ball, compared to the Seahawks only having the football for twenty two minutes thirty six seconds. Now, a big problem with that was that Seattle's offense for much of that third quarter in particular, with Drew Locke in at quarterback, they just couldn't move the football. Like they, they kept going kind of three and out. It was really sloppy. 
the pass game in particular was was rough. They ended up going 6 of 14 on third down, which is below that uh, 50% number, whereas the Packers went 9 of 18. But that 9 of 18 uh, figure for the Packers just reflects the fact they were on the, you know, they were at least able to not go three and out. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I don't know why. We need to kind of watch the tape back a bit to see why it was that rough. And I, I know receivers didn't help out Drew Locke either at times, but yeah, mm-hmm. it, there's a drop back quarterback in particular. Things get pretty scary, don't they? Yeah. 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 I mean like the uh that that one um that one stick dig play where where it's the late throw to the flat on third down. Um I mean he clearly was leaning on his pre-snap read which you know the progression and quick game can take you right there but I don't know. The the dig was wide open over the middle. I wish he had well and read the mic instead but wasn't the snap poor there? Oh, maybe it was. No, but as soon, but my point being, as soon as the snap is poor, you have to know. Even if you like the pre-snap read, you can't start trying to throw the ball late. Timing-wise, it's not going to be there. True, true. It was just that was terrifying. Um, yeah, and, and that's yeah. where his arm, like he put a bullet over the middle right there, you know. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. if the snap's bad, I would just prefer that he eat it. But or <laughs> always eat it. So yeah, yeah look. Locke was uh, a finish the game 16 25, 150 yards, one passing touchdown, zero interceptions, although that was fortunate. Now, we'll talk more about individual players, but there's some noteworthy injuries in this game, mm-hmm. unfortunately, a part of football. And the main ones for me, Devin Bush in the third quarter in punt coverage, I think it was, or mm-hmm. some type of special teams coverage. He uh, went to the blue tent with a concussion. Pete Cowell said he has a, like a boxes cut above his uh, eye or something. And. He said he'll be fine, but at the timeline with Devin Bush with concussions, if that's like a if you think about the protocol, that's going to make week one fairly, fairly tight. And then that is kind of linked to the news that Pete Howard said he'd be shocked if Jordan Brooks isn't ready by week one. And I think he he used the similar kind of term of surprise as well. So they're clearly expecting Jordan Brooks to be able to play week one and, and be ready to play week one. Thoughts? unfortunate for him that he got concussed but i mean yeah it sucks for him um he's had a good preseason he's really he's quality depth like you feel kind of as good as you can feel about a backup linebacker probably um you know ty yeah. how, do, how do you feel about it yeah i mean that's a huge problem. i also don't get why he was still in the game at that point like yeah, you know. Well, what I'd say there is, and I'd have to go back like a maniac and look through all the punt coverage stuff, but I don't know if he's been covering punts earlier in this preseason, and so in real games he will be on punt coverage, and so it may have been a case yeah. of they wanted to get him a few reps in the scheme of special teams, which is something we don't really delve into, but in Seattle's True. system and Larry Izzo's way of doing it, and so maybe that was their idea this yeah. week. But and yeah, it, it was kind of odd. It yeah. could also be that it's just a foregone conclusion that Wagner and Brooks are getting all the snaps, and they just want uh, they just want Bush to be able to take advantage of the opportunity to get as much experience with the defense as possible. Should he have to come in in an emergency or someone gets hurt, or or for future reference, so that they have well, data on him for twenty twenty four. That contradicts what Pete said like last week about him getting on the field well, to, well but defense. maybe maybe 
Pete was lying. No, no, he's not. No, he's not like that. Or maybe it's because Brooks looks so good in practice since he's last said that that it's like, okay, why would I take Brooks off the field? Okay. Bush isn't. Bush can't get in there. Okay, we're we're straying cool. into kind of having a cool. having a meal with a general kind of territory here. Um, yeah. So <laughs> two shoulder injuries here. Joey Blunt left the game with a shoulder injury after playing pretty well. Like he looked fired up, and it was kind of cool yeah. to see his second year and how that looks. Uh, what that shoulder injury means to be decided, but uh, Pete described that as an AC sprain kind of deal that he he thought. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is rookie second round edge rusher Derek Hall with a, a shoulder injury, uh, AC sprain type injury. So that those things suck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the the Hall one more so, right? Because he was going to factor more into the into the defense rather than Blunt, right? Blunt was mostly just going to play, you know, special teams, obviously, because of the depth that they have at safety. But uh, yeah, it's a bummer for both of them, right? Because Blunt looked really good today, uh, and I really like Joey Blunt in general. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, Hall's obviously been very impressive this uh, this preseason. So uh, yeah, losing him for any sort of time is is terrible. Uh, so huge massive bummer did that happen on the uh on the play where he nearly got love uh is that when he got hurt because he did have kind of it an might have been pete was saying something about someone getting overexcited or something uh i, but I couldn't mm. really hear the press conference great report yeah there. but yeah it was difficult to hear but it might have yeah, been that, yeah. that's the type of play that sort of stuff happens <laughs> yeah so anyway. yeah that's a, that's a massive bummer uh for the pass rushing uh, rotation. So hopefully it's not yeah, that's really serious. frustrating. Yeah. But some positive news. Uh, Jackson Smith in Jigba was back in Seattle's building yesterday and was walking around. Uh, Pete said he's the type of guy you have to hold back. Um, but then Pete mentioned like a 10 days type of thing, which ain't the three to four weeks. Interesting. Interesting. So, we're so back. We're that so ain't the back. three to four weeks we were thinking. <laughs> Um, we're so back. So I mean, maybe Pete was just vibing, and they're gonna have to hold him back. But yeah, if it's ten no, days, no, from I, I believe Pete Carroll. I yeah. am choosing to believe Pete Carroll. Doctor Doctor Carroll is the final. Right, word. exactly. I mean, if he's he's currently wearing a brace on that wrist, so I mean, mm. ten days from now is in time for week one. Yeah, w- uh, Wolverine blood. Right, right. He's he's got the same stuff they gave Jordan Brooks. Um, and Luke Wilson and yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Will Disley, yeah, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be amazing because I was severely depressed about that when the news came out. So that would be great. Yeah. Um, obviously, Bobo's making the team, but uh, what, do, what do we think about the whole receiver situation at the bottom of the depth chart? Because I, I assume that they're going to keep five, especially with uh, JSN maybe not playing in week one. So yeah, none yeah. of these guys yeah, well, really jumped out to me this this preseason, especially today. Well, you said Bobo, yeah. right? Obviously. Yeah. Well, he yeah. he said he's he's been feeling nervous for a while about cut down day, and he's had it circled. He's made uh, being humble. He's, like, he's he's making yeah. yeah just yeah, to humble. outline his situation in three preseason games, he finishes with seven catches for 125 yards, two touchdowns, along with his block in his special teams play. Uh, today yeah. he had two catches for 27 yards and a touchdown. Plus he drew a, a defensive pass interference flag. And if you look at like Seattle's actual receiving depth chart, just to kind of set us into the rest of the guys at the, the bottom of the depth chart you mentioned, Ty, 
there isn't that many people uh, like above Bobo right now with Derek Young being hurt, not playing in this game. Uh, yep. It seems like he's he was seeking a second opinion on surgery for his hernia. I don't know if he got that, but as DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith in Jigba, who, you know, to be decided. Then the other names are Cody Thompson out today with a shoulder injury. I think it's shoulder. Uh, Kay Johnson, who we'll, we'll talk about. Matt Landers, Jake Bobo, Aesop Winston Jr. So Jake Bobo is like wide receiver three if if JSN can't go, right? right. Yeah, like he's playing a significant amount of snaps against the Rams. Yep, yep. <laughs> Good um, for him, man. That yeah. touchdown he had, the release, because it would have been so... It was the first time they pressed them in a while, uh, Drew Locke was saying. And it, it was interesting to me because Drew Locke was asked how he got so open on that play. And he obviously can't see the release because he's snapping the quarter uh, ball and playing quarterback. But he said, I imagine it is Jake's release because Jake's really good at releasing and getting out of there. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, it, it, it was. He he yeah. waited at the line. He had the right moment of hesitation. He didn't panic. He he knows the timing of, of stuff and, and how much time he has to create. And and he was open. I like, was seriously open and great placement from Locke. That was like probably his best throw on the day. And there you go. That's how you make an NFL roster. Yeah. And he's totally throwing in my face me saying that he's only an X. You know, he and then he, 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 he can run some routes and he can really work on those reduced splits and he knows how to use the, the leverage advantages there further to his advantage and capitalize that on that on that. Uh, so, I mean, he really fits in with the offense um, and it's cool to have a receiver in this offense that can kind of operate in the classic kind of recent Waldron McVay style of offense with that kind of height and frame. It's, 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 uh, it's kind of interesting. They haven't really had that type of receiver before uh, because DK isn't doing those things. They're letting DK still be DK for the most part, you know, um, which is a good thing, which is good mm-hmm. for the offense and, and all that stuff. But um, so like they've slotted Boba right in there as though he's another one of those five eleven guys with good change of direction skills and decent route running ability. Um, so I don't know. They'd be curious to see what happens with him. Can he be something more than a wide receiver for caliber player down the line? Uh, okay. uh, the the fourth receiver in this offense. If you go back to the um, to the most like voluminous um, iteration of this McVay offense, you go to the 2018. The fourth receiver still got like 60 targets, and that's with the tight ends still getting. 70 80 in total so i mean bobo if he sticks around he might get thrown 50 balls this year um, which isn't nothing yeah this isn't really necessarily a a physical or or player comp but just more of the idea like could he be josh reynolds right right exactly yep um the way that Um, he's being used right now is kind of like the reynolds Right. And, and yeah. like that's that, to contradict myself, Reynolds is 6'3. But yeah, you know, it's he's the only one in that group, you know, that is 6'3. So um, yep. now enter Jake Bobo, all 6'4 of them, you know. Wow. There you go. Did you know his, his name is actually Jackson? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is it yeah. Jacob? It's like no, Josh? it's Jackson. He's a Jackson Jake. What? Oh, how do we feel about that? 
Jackson Jake. I mean, Bobo. he's already that is a stock up. That's bold. Yeah. I mean, he's already got kind of sicko vibes, so I mean that that adds <laughs> more fuel to that. Yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down. There you go. Sure. All, right. All right. So after so, him, like it would be rare. Like Seattle's not going to carry four wide receivers, right? And we have to see how hurt Derek Young is because he's an obvious player you keep for what he can do in the run game, yeah. blocking wise. I'm sure he contributes yeah. well on special teams. You also have names like. Um, Cody Thompson, we have to see how hurt he is, but he's in his, what, third year with the team, fourth year? Like, yeah. you would think they would value his body of work with the team and experience. However, there are names, young names, who are going to warrant consideration because of their availability. Uh, so first up is Aesop Winston. Uh, good for him. Uh, he had four catches on the day. Uh, sorry, he had three catches on the day for 74 yards and mm. almost a touchdown. And he kind of kick-started that offense moving the ball yeah, and yeah. and not mm. being bad. He obviously also has had uh, successful games in the past, like in this past preseason. Right? And you, you kind of have to factor that in. So against the Cowboys, uh, he had one second. No catches. So you probably have to factor that in. But... What I was remembering was that Vikings game, the first game where he had the nice touchdown bulleted in from Duloc on like the slant play, uh, showed mm -hmm. good concentration in traffic because that was a real tight window. Uh, you're going to get hit. And he had three catches uh, for 29 yards and that touchdown, like I said. So how do we how do we feel about him versus a Thompson um, or a Derek Young? And, and also, am I missing someone else out? I Probably mean, Cade. Yeah, Cade potentially um but for me i mean like ideal choice because i don't think that just with the way that things sound that Drake's gonna be ready to go here anytime soon so my choice would be cody because he's a good special teamer and that's primarily what he's going to be doing mm -hmm. um but if not then i mean Aesop has been the uh the most impressive to me out of the rest of these guys but yeah. it's not a no shade to him, but like it's not a, a a great choice. Like I I would think that they would probably look outside of the organization once you know cuts are made and all that to see true, if maybe there's true. a better fit for them. But yeah, that like of the guys that we saw play today, probably him. Mm -hmm. I f yeah, and then I feel like outside of that outside shot would be like Matt Landers, although he feels like a practice squad priority. Yeah, not um. I don't see him making the team. I mean, I I don't know. I wouldn't rule out Cade. I feel like they just he's probably been a good practice player. He was a good college player. He fits the he offense also, really well. He can also do putt returns, kick returns, all that stuff. True, true, true. All true. So I don't know. Yeah, but but they, they might they might reward Esop. They probably. I mean, if Esop was going to be a guy that they wanted to get on practice squad anyway. They're going to have to eventually cut one of these guys once Derek comes back, if that's way down the line, and then when Eskridge comes back because he factors into the numbers. Yeah. Um, outside well, of that, you know, I mean, they're going to offset this by carrying Mabry at tight end. So they'll yeah. have four tight ends too. And also special teams con contributions. Um, today, like, and that wide receiver five or six, if they can offer something, like obviously coverage would help, but... A return uh, ability is in ability in the return game. Yeah. Um, that would help. Now, 
in the return game today, unfortunately, the zone were not in the zone, and they decided not to show like half the punt returns. So yeah. <laughs> over to mm. you guys. <laughs> well, I see Seattle had one punt return for twenty-one yards and one kickoff return for twenty-six yards. Do do we know who did those? <laughs> uh okay the 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 kick return i think was flowers nice and then, and then i don't remember who did the pun okay. return so, so yeah e Aesop e didn't help himself there but anyway uh, uh so Aesop if, if... had a actually made a mistake on a on a punt where he oh. he was backpedaling to his goal line and he fair caught it oh it just drop. Yeah, yeah i i saw that Sort yeah. of trying too hard to kind of play. Um, yeah. So if Aesop, e did he run a, what 40 did he run? Because if it's fast, then it could be, if him and uh, Jake Bobo make the team, it could be a case of uh, the hare and the tortoise, couldn't it? Let's look that up. <laughs> nice reference there, Matty. Yeah. Uh, he <laughs> ran a 4-5 and uh, maxed out at a 4-4, at a 4-4-2. Four, 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 mm. Okay. Interesting. 40-yard dash scouting. So it was unfortunate that Drew Locke was unable to quite connect with Kay Johnson on that deep play. Ty, I remember you were a Kay Johnson fan, but he's right mm. on the edge, isn't he? And, and that was a big heave downfield, and I was like, oh, you, he got two feet in, but apparently not. Yeah, I feel like that's a play that, you know, two years ago I would have thought in my head, yeah, he's making that because, uh, yeah, yeah, I just I, I really liked his footwork in college, but we just haven't really seen that come to fruition uh, at the NFL level. So I just I'm not sure. Uh, the, the thing, again, that really intrigues me here. And, and again, if we're talking about a wide receiver five, a wide receiver six, whatever, like they have to contribute on special teams. That's what their main role is going to be unless injuries happen. So what can he provide on special teams? It's really the return stuff. And he was able to do that in college uh, pretty well. Uh, so maybe he can handle that. And and for me personally, like my preference with my returners, specifically punt returners, since they're the ones that are going to be taking on the most uh, damage there, um, is that it's someone at the bottom of the depth chart where that's just their role. Like, I don't want JSN doing that. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't want JSN taking that on. I don't want Tyler taking that on. I don't want any of those dudes taking it on. So, yeah, if you can find someone, like, like if, if you think Cade can do that, then that's probably more valuable to you than what Aesop brings to the table. But I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think the only time we saw Aesop take a take a punt was today on that one play. So that doesn't really, like, show us anything. So mm -hmm. it, it's such a specific role. And at the end of the day, it's just depth. But if you can get more out of him just than depth, then great. But, yeah. We just don't have enough, like, we don't have enough data on that. Yeah. So, realistically, he sounds like more of a practice squad guy, but an intriguing guy yeah. to keep around. And I remember Griff had a uh, completely blanking on the name, but there was that kind of slot receiver Seattle had. He went to Green Bay, I think, and Dallas, who uh, was an intriguing Bo Melton. Bo Melton. Bo Melton. No, no, before that. Russ had a connection with him. Oh, Malik Turner. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 There you go. He's with Indy now, I think. What a name that is. So uh, another guy who, to me, is probably just a practice squad guy, but a really intriguing one to keep around is uh, Sorodic Thompson Jr. And yeah. he only had seven carries for 17 yards and a 2.4 yards per carry average. But I, that doesn't really tell the full story. He also rushed for a touchdown, but uh, he just, you know, and two of those carries came in the goal line situation, to be fair to him. But... 
He just makes plays. And even on that, um, yeah. and Pete Carroll praised that ability too, the ability for him to kind of bounce out stuff. But like even on uh, Bobo's touchdown catch, Roderick Thompson did a great job of uh, uh, securing the edge in pass pro. Okay, he's against the lesser talent, but he he, he stuck in there, did really well not to hold, uh, stayed square, didn't get pushed back into Drew, gave secured the edge. So yeah, he's a sharp runner. I mean, he's a decent decent player. He should find his way onto the practice squad. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be a decent stash. Uh, he can do a little bit of everything you know yeah so yeah, I, I don't think he showed enough to make another team excited to no. sign him onto their 53 so no 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 uh so no, it's, it's good depth to have potentially mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. finally on the offense we you know Holton Ailes did a nice job he got put in with uh we were the robbed two minute drill the game winning drive his uh, his family were watching, drive. so that's cool that they got to see that. And yeah. they he marched them down the field like they had a a, a twelve play, sixty three yard drive. They got down to Green Bay's twelve, but unfortunately, that is where it ended on the twelfth play where he threw yeah. a pick. Um, <clears throat> do we have anything to say about that other than it could have been no. great? No, he uh, he was composed. I'll give him that. I, I don't know what happened on that final play. I, he I just, read the mic and then he didn't realize there was a post safety. I think he just saw his middle field open. More my yeah. issue was why did they call a design run with like 19 seconds to go and one timeout left <laughs> just for him to run for two yards and then waste yeah. their final timeout? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think I yeah I'd have like passed and then done that right. Yeah, like but like I think the thinking weird. is if you then get a negative play, you can't call the run. And it's Pete wanting all four shots, you know. He wants to be able to call the run. But Green Bay's uh, defense, I mean, if Green Bay's defense, they adapted real good up right there. That, they were scheming. Right. The uh, I got to interrupt. The bases are loaded again. Yeah, Teo has the chance to do something incredibly funny. Oh, my God. What's the score in this game? Is it? It's seven. The Mariners have put up. Uh, but they scored. It's, a, it's now choice. eight nothing. Okay. Touchdown and uh, two point. Pathetic. Conversion. He didn't yeah. hit out the park. He just got a hit. Uh, got he didn't even get a hit. No, he he grounded out, but it scored a run. Scored oh right. Run. Yeah. So you choice. know when someone uh, grinds it out and um, and uh, sure. and someone scores, why isn't that a sacrifice? Grind grind out. Ground out. Ground out. Well, you yeah. still get the RBI. You get the I mean, RBI. Oh, uh, whereas with sacrifice does... fly, you don't. Sacrifice? No, you do. No, you, no, you do so then why sacri- can't they both be sacrificial? I don't... You see how silly this school? is? It's baseball. It's baseball. Yeah, that's so baseball. Welcome to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, ba- back to the, the, the NFL football, which was high quality here. Uh, <laughs> The Seahawks defense, as we've said, yeah. they they held uh, Green Bay to 3.6 yards per carry, even excluding quarterback runs, so not dreadful. But if we talk like pl- player-wise, uh, did anyone pop? To me, it's noteworthy that Jonathan Sutherland was out from this game. Now, mm. you would think he's a guy who's on the fringes of the roster, uh, but they, he did play a lot, and I don't know. Like, he, he was dealing with a calf thing. Yeah. I would be interested to see how he... How what happens with him? Like, is he hurt or is he a lot hurt? hurt. Um, oh, where he goes back onto the him. yeah, yeah. The, pra- 
Like they they'll want to keep him if they can. So oh, definitely, he's definitely mm-hmm. played his way into consideration. He's got to be stick with the org somehow. <laughs> I mean, um, now if if Blunt's injury is fairly serious, maybe that opens up the door. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at D line, it didn't seem like anyone. Hall had maybe a couple of rushes, but no one really had the juice that they had in previous weeks. So I wonder how much was that young guys being on the road for the first time. They landed in Green Bay this morning, didn't they? Um, so the early start, yeah, early start. They have 10 a.m. body clock versus a 1 p.m. body clock for the Green Bay players. I don't know. Just none of them had a lot of juice, at least coming forward. Um, I thought both Perry and Gotel anchored fairly well. Like those guys, I think Perry's probably ahead. But um, if if Morris can't make the 53, that sixth sixth spot is open, and I imagine they go six interior defensive lineman. It feels like Perry is the natural answer. Um, him playing inside, uh, he also played some end too, which is good to see. I mean, he's been doing that, but he played some some end as well. Um, and then Gotel just feels like their next Brian Monet, who they put on the practice squad, and they either call him up or he gets real play time next year. Um, so I feel kind of okay about nose tackle from a you know relative to what we're working with here. You know, um, now of course. <laughs> They want to go trade for DeForest Buckner, um, then right. he'll be your sixth defensive lineman. Um, and you, but... Griff, have some interesting observations regarding dates on on, on a trade, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean, so they, in, in response to whoever their final fifty three cut down, when they've made the two big trades, it was Sheldon Richardson September first, Davion Clowney August 29th. And then they've also made in-season trades too. So they're still willing to respond to what they see as deficiencies in their roster. Um, you know, that was the Dwayne Brown trade, Quandre Diggs trade. Um, although the Diggs trade was more opportunistic, not necessarily like an oh shoot situation. He just worked out really well. Then um, uh, Carlos Dunlap, of course, too happened. So, mm-hmm. and I think they would have been willing to have made the Dunlap trade earlier in the offseason had that been available because I don't think the Bengals knew what situation they were going to be in. So, I mean, I imagine John's at least calling around. Um, someone put Travis Gibson in the in the chat. Yeah, I saw that news. I feel like he's too much of a tweener. They have enough of those body types. Yeah, he's not he's um, not really, like, good enough to trade for, right? Yeah, I mean, for the fifth round, sixth, seventh round pick, sure, why not? I mean, because I mean, the other guys that we could be talking about, like Lawrence Guy for a sixth round pick, he's a floor raiser, but he's the equivalent of signing Akeem Hicks for a million. Um, do you even need to trade a guy for that? I don't know. I don't know. But um, like, circling it back to the players Seattle currently have, um, you said that no one really stood out on the D line. That extends to outside backer, right? Where like Tyreek Smith versus Levi Bell going into this game, I was like, come one of these guys separate themselves because they're the two kind of battling it out for that last spot. And yeah. we'll have to see how hurt Hall is because maybe they he starts on the IR and that creates an opportunity. Hopefully not, but I didn't really see Bell or Smith uh, standing out from each other. Did you? Yeah, no, not really. And and they did put Bell inside. I think, I mean, that's a good sign for Bell. Obviously, he doesn't fit a defensive tackle. They all know that. But they're just giving the guy reps and seeing what the extent of he can handle because they respect his athleticism and, and, and strength to weight ratio to hold up in there. And he played admirably, you know, in terms of just like he survived at yeah. 260 playing one technique on first and 10. Like, what the hell? 
Um, I felt bad for him. Yeah, he was like I'm sure com- he, I, he was like getting combo yeah, blocked and shit. I was yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure he loved it from like a you know sicko perspective. He's a sicko. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Com- yeah. Com- uh, complimentary, um, you know. But um, yeah, that was fun. so. I, I don't know if he can make the team. I really don't know if he can. You know, practice squad him, and then also like he might actually be the fullback of the future. Belor can't play forever. And they do like to have a fullback here and there. So maybe practice squad, then he's the fullback next year. So I don't know. Um, I have to go. So you guys are going to have to take over. Bye. Bye. Love you. Survive Bye. without me. Love you guys. Bye. Love you Bye, too. Chat. Bye. All right. Well, now that he's gone, now we can talk <laughs> wow. about some real ball. Look at that. Yeah. I think Griff is on the right track, and as we've pointed out before, there are other teams who, like all the other teams in the league, have these kind of fringe guys they really like, but they go to the practice squad. It'd be quite wild if someone was like, yes, we must have this guy. Like, Must have. I don't think he's shown enough to warrant that, but, I mean, we'll see. I I just don't think he's separated enough than what he needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. I, I I would I would like to keep Tyreek. Like if it's between those two guys, I would I would prefer keeping Tyreek. Yeah. Okay. So the big kind of takeaway for me from this was the cornerback situation. So Mike Jackson got beat for a touchdown and had some other rough moments. Like corners are going to get beat. Yeah. The actual real rough one was, and I think it was cover four. We should have asked Griff about this as well, but. Mm. Luckily, uh, Jordan Love just like was throwing into the wind, but also the, the broadcast seemed to make out that throwing the deep ball was like a weakness of his. But like it just floated up in the air and allowed uh, Jackson and the safety next to him, Blunt, to recover. But I think he was on a cover four side. Like Green Bay mixed in up tempo, and he just missed his like he was trying to catch it, I think, or just read the route wrong. Yeah, that's a play that looks good on the TV copy. Mike Jack like it looks like a you know good recovery and, and it is you know good on him for making the recovery and getting his hand on the ball but oh, if Love makes a better throw there that that play is not even possible for for Mike so uh yeah he got toasted on that play he 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 was getting cooked out there uh, pretty much all afternoon which uh sucks for him uh, but also you know need to keep in mind here he's playing out of position right he's playing right corner um and Trey is playing left which I think that probably says a lot about just kind of how the competition is going in general um i do kind of wonder if it's a dj reed type of situation where mike's just way more comfortable on the left side than he is on the right side um and we're just kind of seeing that play out obviously he's going up against a really good receiver uh, in christian watson like really good receiver uh but yeah he he definitely did not do himself any favors today yeah like because he played solid solid football where we didn't really talk about him because he was playing so solid. Like people kind of just forgot yeah. he was on the left side. And now he's been asked to move over to the right because Reek Willem was out. And that was the first opportunity of Witherspoon playing on the left. Uh, and it just so happens now Witherspoon's coming back, Reek Willem's coming back. And yeah, it, playing on the right hand side is different. Like there's a reason Richard Sherman stuck to one side because as Pete Carroll said, he stepped with the wrong foot sometimes on the right. Like stuff happens mm-hmm. and as Griff's likened it to brushing your teeth like left-handed, like it, it just feels a bit weird. The same kind of deal was right tackle versus left tackle on the offense. So 
you know, that doesn't help. But unfortunately he, for him, he did uh, also get beat uh, by Watson on the back shoulder fade. Uh, narrowly beat, almost reached a hand in, but he was beat and he gave up the touchdown. He responded well, like immediately blocking the extra point. Uh, but from a Seattle perspective, it would be interesting to see how they view him versus Trey Brown. I'm sure they're open to trading either of them. Uh, mm. I think that it's sort of what they can get out of that. They obviously have Artie Burns on the back end of the roster yep. too, uh, which makes it more secure that the decision to do that if they do. Mm. Uh, Brown at left corner, he didn't really, unfortunately, we didn't get to see him do much like on the broadcast, obviously. And he his first week one was rough. like So yeah. he hasn't exactly earned it necessarily. He made a good play against Pyramid Screen in this game, taking on a stalk block, um, forcing the ball outside. But in terms of the coverage stuff, just didn't see much from him. Yeah, I mean, maybe the fact that we didn't really see him a lot on the TV copy is a good thing. We'll, you know, we'll have to see when the tape drops. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, like, I mean, like the the talent there. I mean, the the upside is obviously higher with, with Trey than than it is with Mike. Um, even after the injury, in, in my opinion. So I, I get it. And the the thing though is like, if you put Mike back on the left side when you know everything when when everyone's healthy and back on the field, and you have Devin in the slot, and you have Reek on the right side, like does Mike play up a lot better there or is this, you know, is it not just a positional change for him? That's causing well, his issues and maybe he is kind of struggling right now. Well, it is back to back weeks of him playing on the, uh, uh, getting picked on by teams like Cooper rush was picking yeah. him last week. And that was, he was playing on the left side last he week. He was. So. Yeah. Yeah. Against, uh, Tolbert, Phelan Tolbert. Yeah. yeah. So it could be that he's just losing the competition. Uh, we'll we'll yeah. have to see what they do. It's fascinating because, you know, they think Witherspoon's going to be ready week one, but Pete Carroll also said prior to this game that, you know, everyone would get an opportunity to play where they're going to kind of have a rotation going perhaps. But, like, has Jackson lost that chance now? We'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, finally, Ty, uh, unless you have other ideas to talk about, but uh, inside backer, again, we kind of just confirmed what we knew, like... I think O'Connor was the best of the rest. Um, mm. Again, uh, I do worry about him tackling one on one. He's kind of light, mm. but yeah, he's uh, he's better than you know what we thought they were going to have depth wise at that spot. So I mean, that's that's great. Um, and so like with with him and Bush, I actually feel a lot better about that position group, especially if if Brooks is actually going to be able to come back here in week one. So, um, yeah, that's kind of one of those like surprise things that just came out of nowhere where it's like oh okay yeah that's actually not as much of an issue as i thought so i don't think that it's like necessarily in a great spot at position group but it's it's again it's a lot better than than i think you know I, any of us really thought it would be heading into the season so um yeah i, I like him a little bit um i also want to just real quick going back to the safeties real quick Jerick Reed had a really good game today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Jerick Reed's yeah. balling. And that's so cool because on the tape, like when you watch it back and you can see all 22 people, he's covering guys in a variety of techniques. He's showing his movement skills off. But obviously, often the deep safety doesn't get a chance to show that on the broadcast unless the ball's thrown. And if you're doing your job well, then the ball's not thrown. So it kind of goes hand in hand. But yeah, this this game, wow. Yeah, yeah, he's all over the place. He's making ta- he made like a couple of impressive open field tackles. Like he's he's good, man. He can play some ball. 
So like, I feel great about the safety depth with this team. Yeah, safety depth is nuts. Like we yeah. didn't see Kobe Bryant that much today. It was mainly mm-hmm. like a Joey Blunt, uh, Jarek Reed, uh, then Ty Okada, and like yeah. guys I was less familiar with uh, there. But like, mm-hmm. you know, we're we're talking. Quandre Diggs, Julian Love, uh, Jamal Adams, Kobe Bryant, Jarek Reed, Jonathan Sutherland. That's six re- like really solid, interesting safeties. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Joey Blunt. I didn't mention him, did I? So that's seven. No, you did. You did. Oh, you I did. did. Okay. Yeah, can't yeah, we can't yeah. add an extra yeah. guy. Right. Yeah. So Joey Blunt is so good that he's actually two people. He's the Shohei Otani of football players. Safeties. There you go. And I imagine there might be some winking going on and, and perhaps, you know, they find ways to get guys onto practice squads effectively. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because ultimately, uh, the, the big event is Tuesday. Tuesday, uh, 4 p.m. Yep. Eastern. What's that? 1 p.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. The rosters are cut down from 90 to 53. And then shortly afterwards, they start uh, getting the practice squads done. And ultimately, when guys are picking up certain positions, they're looking for, can you contribute in week one for us on special teams? Yeah. And if you're injured, then you can't. And then there's a way of getting you back. So right. that's how I view a lot of this process. Right. Yeah. So that might be the case there with, you know, Sutherland, like someone with, yeah. uh, like Sutherland. Uh, I'm interested to see how this all goes, right? Because this is the first time we haven't had cut downs being staggered, right? We're just going straight to from 90 to 53 here. Mm. So does that change things at all, like in terms of trades or anything like that? I'm really interested to see how that plays out. Yeah, because you you would think there'd be like one or two extra trades, right? Because people would be like, oh, you're we didn't think you'd cut that guy, and then there's yeah. because there's more cuts, then there's more of that happening right now. Like, well, and also that that may mean that some other guys might fly under the radar that otherwise wouldn't if you know if you're cutting down from from 90 to 53 instead of like 75 to 53 or 70 to 53 whatever it was it was 75 to 53 right um yeah so i mean just more guys getting cut around the league like yeah that probably offers up more opportunities for you know like again with a with a sutherland like even if he wasn't hurt maybe that gives them an opportunity to kind of slide him through the cracks there but yeah um monjombo asked so whoever scouted reed from uh new mexico before the draft was on something after all yeah i yeah. believe that was uh seahawks area scout is it ryan florence is that his name i um, believe so yeah yeah uh clearly now pete mentioned before this game he wanted to see more from reed on special teams so that's clearly been like a bugbear for them mm. like a gripe um i will have to watch that back Mm. but like if he got caught i'd be super surprised given how well he's played but you never yeah. know six round pick yeah but still i mean the way that he's played defensively though i i think yeah you 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 figure out the special team stuff right yeah you don't cut him right. for the sake of that like if he's doing what's ultimately most important there which is the defense stuff yeah, yeah. absolutely so that's the preseason done. As I said, there's cut down, so we'll have to react to that as a podcast. Uh, I think we should do a preseason uh, preview, like a, a, a season preview before the season. Um, <laughs> that's a preview. And I think we sh- maybe we could do a mailbag as well, Ty. Yeah, we could. Yeah, we could do a we mailbag. Could. That yeah. might keep that structured. Yeah. Um, would you guys prefer doing that on Twitter? Would you guys prefer that uh, doing that on here? Like we could make a community post from maddie's channel 
Oh my gosh, we could do both. Question. Do both. We a community both. post. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So the yeah, look, let us know. You guys want to do a mailbag? Do a mailbag. Uh yeah, yeah. Let's do a season preview. Let's do a mailbag. Because we got, you know, with just three preseason games now, we get a week off before uh, real football is played. So yeah. Anything that uh, kind of fills up that time, we're uh, we're happy to do. A week for DeForest Buckner. That's that's right. Or or Chris Jones, obviously, Maddie. Oh right, yeah. Let's Cause, keep it realistic. Because the Seahawks, they definitely have the money for that. Yeah, yeah. 